Welcome back to the new episode of From Hurt to Heal. So I just want to dive in and talk a little bit about the concept of putting all our eggs in one basket. So pretty much that means just taking all of our resources and everything we have and just concentrating on that one thing. And then if and when that thing fails, we don't have a backup plan. So when we get into relationships and we're in the courting stage or the honeymoon phase, what we do is we start looking at, oh, you know, I, I made my list and this person has this on my list, this, 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 and this, and this. And that's cool because if we've been in a lot of failed relationships, we don't want the same thing that we had in the past. We want something totally opposite. So we've made our list and we're manifesting and we're praying and we're asking for something different. But the mistake that we can sometimes make is when we're in this whole courting phase, we're sharing that information with this person that we, we've just met. Oh, I, I don't want anyone that smokes and I don't want someone that drinks and you got to have this and you got to do this. And because, you know, that's one of the questions. What are you looking for in a person? What characteristics do they have? Like, what do you like and what don't you like? So you start sharing this information with that person and guess what? They are going to represent everything that you want and the things that you have expressed that you don't want, they're going to avoid that. Now, if, and I'm not going to say that, that God doesn't answer prayers and he, and he can absolutely send you the person that you pray for. But if it's not that person that you pray for and it just so happened that this is just another one, their representative is going to take advantage of everything that you said you didn't want and they're going to be that person. But in the end, it's going to come out that they're not. And then what? Because see, in this courting phase, we haven't followed any of the old fashioned 90 day rules or wait until we get married to have sex. We, we've, we've diverted from that because why? Because this person checked off every box. So I know this has to be the person that God sent for me. So if that was indeed the case, and like I said, I'm not going to say that it can't be, but we put all our eggs in one basket that when certain red flags come up, we're so deep into it that we don't pay attention to it. So it's like they've checked off all of these boxes in the beginning, but here we are six months in. We've already slept with them. They have given us amazing sex. And now the fact that they might not be working, they don't have a car, they told you, oh, well, you know, I got laid off and I got to move out of my place because I ain't going to have the money. So now they've moved in with you. So now you're shacking. So we've totally gotten away from the fact that this man was God sent, right? But everybody is so bent on having that Boaz. But guess what? That Boaz was ready to give that woman 
everything that she needed. He had everything prepared for her. So we have to really think about the fact that if you want to have that biblical story, that that Ruth and that Boaz, we have to put ourselves in that position because those red flags won't even be there if that's something that's sent from God. Now, that relationship is, ain't no relationship perfect. But what you're not going to do, you're not going to allow someone to start checking off the boxes of what you don't want. That's why it's very important to take your time when you're starting to be with someone because you're putting everything that you have into this relationship because they sound so good. They talked a great talk, but guess what? It was because you gave them the foundation. You told them what you didn't want, so they presented themselves to be something opposite. They knew that inside they were the same joker that you got rid of. But in order to get you to get what they wanted, they had to present themselves as someone totally opposite. And once again, you've fallen into the same trap because you didn't take your time. And now you're all in and guess what? You put all your eggs in a basket and you don't have a plan B. Then what? You're going to start this whole cycle all over again. God, how do I get out of this? Heal me. Help me. When he got you out of it last time, all you had to do was listen. And you had everything you needed. You were in a good position where you didn't have to put all your eggs in one basket. You got yourself together from the last time. You fixed your credit. You started working out. You went to school. You got a new job. You cut your hair. You changed your wardrobe. You did all of these things to become a different you. You prayed, you go, you went to church, you paid your tithes, you started journaling, manifesting, asking for what you wanted, putting yourself in alignment to receive that. And then just so quick, somebody dropped it on you and told you and presented themselves to you like they were someone opposite. But guess what? You didn't give him enough time to prove himself. You didn't give him enough time to show you different. See, had you waited a little longer, you would have seen the addictions, the lies, the manipulation. You would have known that he was a narcissist. You would have known that what he was doing was considered love bombing. He was telling you everything you wanted to hear. He was giving you what you wanted. He was being everything opposite of what you had. And you thought, oh, my God, he wants to do this. He want to do that. They want to do this. They giving me this. They giving me that. That's because you told them. That goes back to a couple episodes before. Be careful what you speak. Like, sometimes 
Just allow a person to be who they are because you will see it eventually. Don't tell someone. I'm going to say this. You shouldn't have to tell someone who is for you how to treat you. If they are really your Boaz or your Ruth, guess what? They're going to already come in knowing what they should do, knowing how to treat you, knowing that what you tolerated and allowed the last time is not going to fly this time. You won't be picking up your eggs this time because you have made it clear. You have set your boundaries. You have already laid down the law and walked in it and showed them that I've been through all of this. I don't look like what I've been through and I'm not going back where I came from. So if they were a joker, they were going to show their true colors. But instead we give people 10 minutes and trust them and sleep with them and we throw all of our work out the window. Sex is a very powerful tool that clouds our judgment. My grandfather once put sex to me like this. Sex ties souls. And every person that you slept with and they've slept with are all mingled into one. It's very hard for people's souls to really connect with all that junk that they're bringing. So I always took that as It was real creepy to me, but it makes sense. Like, it becomes so much deeper when you become intimate with someone. But if it's bad spirits there, it's hard for you to really connect and really figure out who you are actually sleeping with. It's hard for you to really figure out what you're supposed to do because now you got all this mess in your head. You carrying all of the weight of people you might not even know anything about because you've become intimate with this person and you've allowed this person to interfere with your soul. So now your judgment is clouded. So yet you're you're seeing the red flags, but you're just brushing them off because, oh, we have amazing sex and he has to be sent from God. He checks off all my boxes. I've waited for this person. But if you had waited a little longer, you can absolutely come to the conclusion, okay, you know what? Yeah, this is this is this is right. Or no, nah, this ain't really who I thought it was. But we get one inkling that oh, yeah, he did this and he did that. My ex never did this, so he gets a point for that. Mm-mm. It sounds good, but you shouldn't keep track of what this person does rather than that person. Yeah, we want to say, oh, well, my ex used to abuse me, but he doesn't. That's a good, but that's an automatic. But don't just say, oh, he buys me flowers, so, oh, he's better than my ex. 
Because guess what? Your ex could have paid bills. But this new joker does everything else. But guess what? He don't have a job. So he living off you. But he gives you flowers because he pick them from the neighbor's yard. And he has amazing sex. And he he's kind to you. And he rubs your back and he gives you massages. But yet you carrying all the way to the household. I don't think Ruth came to Boaz having to take care of the house. He was ready to bring her in. So just think about that. Like you you have to think about that whole situation. Is he ready for you? Is he prepared to bring you in as a wife? Does he have everything that he needs before you put all your eggs in one basket? Make sure that he checks off those other spiritual boxes. We get so caught up in materialistic things and superficial characteristics. How does he treat his mother? If he has children, does he take care of his kids? Does he go to church? Can y'all pray together? Can y'all worship together? Just because he buy you flowers and and, and want to pay your bills and all of that, that's good. That's cute. But are y'all going to be evenly yoked? Does he serve the same God that you do? Because that's where conflict comes in. Do y'all have the same views about children? So in this courting phase, instead of really checking off boxes, have those type of conversations. Let's concentrate less on what your ex did and more on what this person is going to bring to the table. And it both they both have to be equal. You can't expect someone to bring something to the table and you can't even bring the chair. Like you guys have to be on one accord with that. If he work, you work. If he go to church on Sundays, you should be getting up going to church on Sundays. If he pay his bills on time, you going to pay your bills on time? How y'all going to buy a house if one person got bad credit? If he work out, you think you're going to join him? Like healthy lifestyle? Like you going to make some lifestyle changes? We need to think about other things besides the small things. Because we're letting we're letting the major the major things and the red flags we're letting them pass us by because someone has just swept us off our feet with just I don't even want to call them baby dating items like flowers and things like that those things are nice but how do you feed my spirit? How do you support my goals? Those are boxes that you should be more 
easily checking off. Like you, you, you have to really, really take your time when you're dating and don't get so set on finding someone who is opposite of what you had. Those are obvious characteristics. But find someone who is going to support you, who you guys can kind of build off of each other. You want someone who is going to compliment you. You want someone who is going to grow with you. And when you get away from all of the other stuff, you might not have to worry about picking yourself up when and finding a plan B. Because then at that point, the eggs in the basket won't matter. Because you've taken your time and you figured out, okay, I'm going to check this box off. Joker, you got to go. And you're no longer going to be wasting time trying to pray yourself out of situations because you've actually given the situation to God and allow him to show you, no, this ain't who I sent you. But like I said, we get so wrapped up so quickly because they present themselves to be opposite. But we've given them that foundation that they've needed to play that role. When the mask comes off, what's your plan B? How you going to pray yourself out of that? My challenge this time is for you to throw away that, that whole checking off the boxes idea. It's nice to make mental notes. But unless you check in Joker, challenge yourself to really pay attention to the red flags. Pray more and slow down. Because who God has for you is going to be there. It's not going to be a need to rush anything. They're going to be there. That's for you. What he has for you is going to to be for you. So open your eyes and allow him to show you. If anything, you need to pray for clarity. You need to pray for discernment. Thank you guys for listening and I hope you come back.